So how would the world look like if everybody is in peace with themselves? Hmm. Would there be war? No. Would there be arguments? No. Would there be drama? No. Would there be competition? <laughs> no. Because everybody would understand that we are not competitors. We are here with a unique contribution to the whole. So how would the world look like if we had created heaven on earth, which is a place that starts from within? If I am in peace with every part of me, I, you know, I don't have a need to argue at all, but I can hold space for people arguing with themselves and I can be a mirror a loving mirror in that process. Uh, so, so how would it look like if, if every relationship we had was conscious? If we knew what we both or all brought to the table? Welcome to Alignment Adventures. This is a podcast where we explore what it means to live a fulfilling, aligning, and present life. I'm your host, Lindsay Tanner, and I am so grateful that you are here. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Alignment Adventures. I'm so excited to bring you another interview. It's been a minute. You've been getting a lot of solo Lindsay episodes recently, and I'm back with a fiery episode with Suzanne Franson. Now, she is a coach, author, and healer that is from Denmark. I'm still amazed that we can have these beautiful conversations while we're both like on different parts of the world. That's just magical in itself. And she has such powerful energy. One of the main topics we cover, which I've been wanting to dive into on the podcast, but again, I like, I'm such a novice at some of these topics. I'm just curious about them and learning them along with you guys. But one of the main things we talk about is going from a 3D world or mentality or perspective to 5D. Maybe you guys have heard that before or you're like me and at first thinking like, how can we go from three-dimensional to five-dimensional? Like I can't even comprehend what that would look like on a practical level. She explains it so beautifully and it's so much just about our perspective and our energetics. And she said, and I agree with her that we are heading in that direction. And it's just so cool to imagine what a world that is structured like that would look like. It would truly be heaven on earth. So we cover that topic along with so many other ones, like how can we get to the core of our truth? That is something she does in her coaching. She calls herself the obsidian knife, I believe, which is known to cut like right to the core, which we need sometimes. Sometimes we can just like beat around the bush, but sometimes you just need to get to like the core of the problem or the core of your truth. And I think that is the journey a lot of us are on. It's just remembering our truth. She also mentioned something called the drama triangle, which I had never heard of. Maybe you have, if you're in the area of like coaching or therapy, um, I keep meaning to ask my therapist friends if they've heard of this before, but it was so cool to hear her explain the drama triangle. So I'll leave that for the episode. I won't get into it here, but it's really interesting to see where you lie on that triangle in a lot of situations that you're presented with. And then of course, a common topic I always like to bring up with these guests is finding your purpose. And then we also talk about distinguishing between a hell yes and a hell no, and how you can really go into your body and see what that feels like to help guide you back to your internal guidance, which is something I'm always advocating for over here. Now, this conversation was magical. I know I always say this, but like a few things kept happening. One, she kept like reading my mind and answering the questions I was about to ask her, which was crazy. And then another thing I experienced, which I encourage you to head over to the YouTube channel, Alignment Adventures podcast, and see if you witnessed the same thing. But I swear when she was talking about what her favorite alignment activity is, you guys know, I always ask that at the end to my guests, like an activity that makes you forget that time and space are passing. Her face was like shifting. (laughs) Some of you are going to think I'm crazy. Some of you may not go and check it out for yourself, but I felt like her face was shifting back in time. 
She's 53 years old and she looks amazing for her age. And as she was talking about her favorite alignment activity, I swear her face was getting even younger and younger. It was wild. I've never really experienced anything like that before. And it was cool to watch it back. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into the episode. I know you all are going to find this episode extra juicy. Suzanne, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on Alignment Adventures. I am beyond excited for this conversation and what magic is going to unfold today for both of us. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited as well to see what will unfold in the energy. Yeah. Totally, totally. Well, we'll start with my usual two questions. And if you could just tell us, and this can be a really weird question to answer. So whichever direction you want to go, but who is Suzanne Franson? Yeah. And I thought about it this afternoon. Uh, I'm in Denmark, so the timeline is a bit different. Uh, And I think the, the super short description in a 5D language is I'm trying to be the teacher living the teaching, Mm -hmm. Uh, the transformational teacher trying to live the teaching. Uh, That's in short who I am, but I could add so many more words. And another description might be an obsidian knife. Um, uh, The obsidian knife, if you don't know it, is, is one who really cuts to the bone Uh, in a very fast way um, and it reduces uh, the blood loss and it expedites healing wow so so that's the analogy i i use to describe the work i do with individuals and organizations Um, yeah but other than that if we should look in in a more 3d perspective i'm soon to be 53 i'm mother of three i'm a grandmother Uh, I've been married three times, uh, divorced as many. I've been a rape victim. I've been, uh, you know, I've had a, um, what do you call it, bankruptcy as well. Uh, And so many more, you know, obstacles uh, to expand my inner world, you know, to contain the contrast of life. You really have to um, expand on your inner levels. Uh, And I... That's what I refer to when I say being the teacher, trying to live the teaching is Mm -hmm. that I really do try to walk the path. And I think I'm an apprentice, a very ambitious one who at some point might have raised my hand and say, bring it on, bring it all on. (laughs) It it feels like it. So I I usually say that it feels like I've been living like five lifetimes already uh, in this lifetime. So it's it's been a rapid learning curve. Um, but my number one passion is to have a loving dance with this universe. So um, that's what I try to let the universe lead me and I will follow the best I can. And I will share also with my followers in Denmark. Primarily, I, I share my processes Um also, when they do get very, you know, vulnerable and, and close, uh, that's when people get the most excitement out of it. Um, so that's in short, I think, who I am. And you're very welcome to ask many more questions. So many. <laughs> My brain always starts racing as soon as yeah. like beautiful souls like yourself start talking. And I'm like, I have all the questions. So I have to <laughs> narrow it down. But what a beautiful way to answer that question. And I just want to say thank you for sharing all of those wide portfolio of experiences that could be perceived as negative. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that has shaped so much of what you have done. And maybe we can elaborate on some of that later. And just so many things the dance with the universe I love that saying because it is a dance a dance with the universe so before we get into any of those things let's move to my second question which what does living in alignment mean to you and maybe maybe that's a good stepping stone from what you just said (laughs) yeah um that too could be answered in so many ways but uh, for me it's it's to be true to who I am in the now uh, speak my truth and you know, take my steps, uh, standing in my truth, not trying to censor myself, uh, loving what is and and being present with whatever arises. Um, Not to make a spiritual bypass, but to actually be in it 
uh, and transform it and transmute it into what whatever it brings. Um, I've been a person earlier where I suppressed all my feelings. It was a, a survival mechanism. So it's been an, an unlearning <laughs> process for me to, to uncover. Uh, so how do I actually feel? Um, and earlier on, I could go very far in the wrong direction before even noticing that I was on the wrong path. Whereas now I, I sense it within the first, you know, centimeter of going in the wrong direction i have a i usually describe it as a full body no or yes. a full body yes and i feel those full body no's and yeses um in the now moment now which is i think testament to the process i've been through because it hasn't always been like that um yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit because I want to ask, like, how have you gotten to this point of like feeling a full body yes and a full body no? And I'm sure so many people are so curious as well. They feel like they've just lost that connection. Can you take us through a little bit of your journey? Because looking at your experience, I know that you've spent some time in the corporate world, which I know a lot of people listening find themselves in those situations which in my experience can be like the opposite of the spiritual path or can really propel you on your spiritual path, depending yeah. on what the experience is like for you. So just share whatever feels right. So I was 15, 14, 15. Mm. I think I was having a heartbreak or something. And I started mm. to sort of open up and talk to the universe or God or whatever we feel like calling it. And I had one sentence as an answer uh, and at that time, I didn't fully know what that meant, but the sentence was, we're all one. Um, and that has been my guiding line for everything I've done in this world. And, and now when I'm much older, I understand more and more the depth of that statement uh, and the quantum physics behind it, which I did not know back then. But it has been kind of like a guiding um, line for me so if we're all one how should I behave in this situation uh, who should I be and what should I do uh, so so that was my you can say my early <laughs> awakening at some point and then when I had my first daughter when I was almost 24 uh, I lost a lot of blood during uh, the labor and um, I was I think I must have been maybe near death or at least, you know, going that way. And what it catapulted me into was five days of, I felt like I had a knowing of everything in this universe. It, it sounds, you know, wow. presumptuous maybe to, to state that, but I felt like I, I had a straw that I could put out in the universe and I could move to whichever part of the universe I wanted uh, and see. So how does, does this feel? Um, and I cannot describe in detail what happened during these five days, but I can say that it left me after it closed down after five days, it left me with a sort of knowing about things uh, that I can see is now the core of my teachings um, so that I have the embodiment before understanding it. Um, yeah. And then my journey became one of understanding more and more. Uh, and, and the contrast of my life propelled me into really digging deep into. So how come is it, Suzanne, that you are now married for the third time and divorced? So you're not stupid, but what is it then? Uh, and I started looking into how the brain works and the heart works and the epigenetics and the quantum physics uh, and sort of had a you know a full circle understanding uh, of, of that combined with my personal experiences um, and then it has been a journey of uh, you know letting go of old trauma of not feeling wanted not feeling loved that mm -hmm. was my my story about myself um, and and when you have that story it it goes hand in hand with the notion of my needs are not important so if you are brought up with the feeling of everybody else's needs are important, but mine are not, you, you become outer guided uh, and you don't trust whatever arises from within. Uh, and especially if you're in an environment where you can see the people around you, they, they live from one 
point of truth, but the sensation you have within is different from what you can see. And, and since I was a little one, you know, I concluded that it must be true what the adults are navigating. Mm. So I, I sort of just shut down for for that, you know. Um, so it, it's been an unraveling of uh, of the trauma, um, both on the the level of the mind where you you get you become conscious instead of just reacting in an unconscious way, but more importantly to to do the body work where you release the trauma in uh, with different modalities i've tried so many things um so yeah and now i use it you know to just try to be the teacher living the teaching and i do it but i've written a children's book on personal leadership and i've done an adult's book uh, as well uh, the children's book i wrote with a former client of mine um um, and then I do one-on-one -on -one and, and organizational work to, you know, move ourselves from this old paradigm to the new paradigm. Uh, and and being from the corporate world, I, I felt the consequences of, you know, this very uh, performance-focused uh, paradigm uh, where it was, you know, results above thriving uh, where I now help organizations who have awakened to the, it might be the other way around. <laughs> Maybe we should focus on people thriving and then you will get the results as a bonus, um, but not necessarily the other way around. So, so that is, you know, to narrow things down, that is my primary focus. But it is all about teaching people to become masters of their own mind and their own life um, that's all there is to it <laughs> um and thank you for sharing that trauma ping pong you know in the world and, yes. and in the drama triangle uh, on on so many levels on the corporate level in, in family situations uh, in society you know all of the world once you see it you cannot unsee it <laughs> Uh, and you see it everywhere so um so but i'm just trying to be centered and aligned in my truth uh and not being caught into the drama of the world because that is where i contribute uh the most um and the bonus is that you get so much contrast from whatever you see around you that you really have to expand on your inner levels uh, in order for you to absorb the craziness of the world right now Totally. I heard someone the other day called the chain of pain with like trauma. And it's just yeah. like this chain of pain that people and groups and organizations are just passing around. So, so interesting. But thank you for sharing that. I love hearing people's journey. And I think it's so beneficial for other minds to hear people's journeys because mm. it just gives them examples of how life flows and how things are working for you, even when yeah. you don't think it. And I wrote down, well, I have so many notes already, but I wrote down birth portal because I find it so interesting. I mean, what a traumatic experience in your first, like giving birth to your first child, but I, I didn't have anything as dramatic as that happened, but I did feel like birth was a portal and I'm excited to experience that again someday. So it was interesting hearing your situation that you had. And I'm just so fascinated by that in general, but let's go ahead and go and talk about back to the obsidian knife, like cutting to the core because I'm so interested. I agree with everything you're saying. As we go through this life, as we're in these systems that are like achieve, achieve, achieve more, more, more mm. looking external, eventually we start to question and eventually we start to, I hate to use this word now because I feel like it's being used negatively, but wake up <laughs> to mm. the things that we know to be our truth. So what what can we do to have that obsidian knife in our life to like cut to the core? Because I find that myself too. Like I know these things and I remember these things, but then I just get caught up in the yeah. 3D world, like you said. <laughs> I think for me, it's about allowing life to destroy you. Mm. You know, it, it sounds negative, but we get so many opportunities on a daily basis where we get projections from other people. And, and whenever we're triggered, in something that's a gift so just take it back home and look at it 
and 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 try to internalize and reflect back upon yourself and see so what is it in this whatever this person did to me that I either do myself in some situations or maybe it's calling for a, a behavior in me that I don't like to show. For example, if you meet people who are trespassing all your limits and really, you know, in your face, uh, it's either that you could do that to others, not necessarily the same person, or it could be you lacking, you know, the the talent of setting sound boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. so, so it's calling forth whatever wants to, you know, unfold right now in your life. Um, and, and then just, you know, like you said just before, that life is happening for you, not against you. If we could, you know, integrate that and, and have a great trust in this life process, we could, you know, be more easy about it and not be so caught up in, in all the drama uh, yeah. and just, you know, go with the flow, uh, be like water, follow the path of least resistance, yeah. right? And most joy. Uh, and I think it was, was it Hicks or something? Abraham Hicks who, yeah. who said that. And also, you know, the picture of uh, the wild river rafting, you, you don't, you know, you don't do like this. You just hold balance, <laughs> right? You don't try to obstruct the process. But because we are so 3D uh, in society still, um, you know, letting go is, is so hard because we are so accustomed to, to being the project manager of everything in our lives. We, we try to control things <laughs> um, and we can't. It's, uh, it's an illusion uh, to control things. So we might as well surrender. Uh, and when we do that, we can experience to go into alignment with our higher self and really flow down the path of least resistance. Um, but I know it, it has to be, you know, you have to understand it with your mind. And then at some point when you experience in contrast uh, on your own physical body that you can trust the process, then you can integrate it on a deeper and deeper cellular level. And, and that is where you surrender because it's not something you can do with your mind. Uh, it's, it's something that is uh, very physical. <clears throat> and only then you, do be, you become the vibrational match to the desired future. Um, so it's it's so important to work on all levels. Um, that's why I insist always to do trauma release work and healing work uh, with people coming here, and also you know CEO levels and and people like that. Um, and and people don't mind anymore. You know, when I look back twelve years back, it was maybe twenty five percent of my clients who were willing to lie mm. on the table so to speak uh, but now it, it's uh, more and more natural for people uh, and they feel the truth behind it so uh, so much has been happening uh, so many good things and that is interesting and like gives me hope too that there's such a shift like people are more open to these things which is yeah. reassuring and I think we need that but I love what you said about triggers. Triggers are a gift. And that is something I've really been thinking about the past few days. Like every time someone annoys me or I feel frustration or anger or whatever coming up, I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, do I do that to other people? Like yeah. whatever I'm annoyed with, do I do that to other people? So that is such a powerful way to look at those things. So thank you for reminding us. The other that. Does it call upon a, a sort of behavior that I have resistance yeah. towards? Because it's it's not always the first part of the equation, but oftentimes that's what people tend to only focus on. Um, yeah. But I I love the drama triangle uh, to do the autopsy of any triggering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to sort of know, uh, 
rewind and see so what actually happened i've done couples therapy also and sometimes i use the the drama triangle to do the autopsy of any argument to find out so which positions are we uh, shifting uh, between are we shifting between being the savior or the victim or the persecutor uh, and how can we move into the center of this triangle where we are just 100% inner guided standing in our truth and and letting the other person do that as well um i've never so. heard of the drama triangle is that I'm, i think i understand so yeah. you've got the three so if you points. Have a triangle here um on, on the top you have uh the, the savior you know people who are i think you and me we are we saviors in our core right and then we have the persecutor and then we have the victim down here and usually wow. we play on one side usually we prefer one of the sides to go back and forth um and and that is both that's imbalanced when we do that because we have to go into the center where it's zero you know the quantum point the zero point mm. that's where we can step into our full alignment is we go into the center so we're neither or uh we don't pl play that game of uh, ping pong <laughs> drama ping pong or trauma ping pong with with our relative re relations um so since the universe is always going towards the zero if we insist on playing on one of the sides here let's say the savior stands in a plus one position and since the universe always seeks the zero and one plus one is not zero you become a vibrational match to a victim with a minus one position. So wow. you draw people into your life that corresponds your vibration. Wow. So, and that goes for the other sides as well, right? So we become vibrational matches to that experience in to call us back to the zero. <laughs> that is mind-blowing. Yeah. So... <laughs> Wow. So, so if you're someone who finds yourself as like a victim all the time or um, giving away you know, your the savior, yeah. like yeah. are you, or maybe you see a lot of victims in your life. You're like, well, maybe I'm being the prosecutor too much. Mm. Or you know, that's such an interesting way to look at it. I love that. And, and so I, I guess most of the people who would be listening to this podcast, are, I think my guess is that they are savior and victim, right? So they are swinging from giving away power to others to trying to save others, right? But that's codependency. There's mm. that's codependency because it's taking away power from the other person. It is communicating to that other person's subconsciousness that I don't think you can do this by yourself. Let me do this for you. Um, so that's interesting to to try and untangle yeah. <laughs> all these you know because we have so many inner personalities we might have up to 200 inner personalities um, and they might play in different corners we we usually yeah. have um, subordinates as I call them in in all corners so we have to call them forth and we and the way you integrate it is to let that personality part of your personality to feel seen loved and heard by you mm. so you have to become the loving parent of that you know disintegrated part of you Does that's what i was going to ask next is yeah. how do we get to the center so if you feel like a victim story coming up or a savior mm. story coming up just let yeah. that part of you be seen loved and heard yeah because that might be, you know, a very young version of you who decided that she is a victim. Uh, and, and when it is before two or three years, it, it might be a bit tricky to, to get a lot of words out of that part because it's, it's pre-verbal uh, mm. period of our lives. And, and then it would usually just be feelings that arises within us mm -hmm. so our job as a loving parent in the now for our inner wounded children is to really just kneel down and look into that uh, personality's eyes and and really see where is she coming from mm -hmm. why might she interpret uh, the things that are unfolding right now 
as if she needs to let go of her power. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe it corresponds with a story from the childhood where you would only get your mom's attention if you cried. Right? Yeah. So so that might be the the what do you call that when when a virus uh, is splitting uh, the the point zero is is that oh, it? yeah that that sounds so right that, to me <laughs> yeah um so so it it's about seeing all these versions and then also seeing the current the the now situation with adult mm -hmm. you know glasses and try to see so where are the where is the evidence that this is not playing out right now mm -hmm. I can see why you might interpret things this way, but actually let me tell you about what can I see, you know? So look for all the good things instead of all the bad things. Because yeah. um, knowing wow. the law of attraction, we, we really need to train that puppy mind of ours who, you know, default state is to look for everything that goes wrong. Uh, and what might we attract from that position? More things to go wrong. So it's a it's an interesting journey <clears throat> to become aware of all these uh, split personalities uh, we we carry around, and that pop up, you know, everywhere we go, and and that gets triggered. And I've I've even done inner child work on a board meeting in a company. You know, mm. it's, it's it's the exact same mechanism that plays out. It it only looks better in a suit and with a you know your PC in front of you, but mm -hmm. it's same shit, you know. So if if people would just really acknowledge that, okay, we're playing this game together, we're all you know uh, shifting in and out of of your story to to trigger you, you know, on a on a soul level. I I said yes to to trigger you so that you can get more in contact with your core essence, right? Uh, if we could meet each other and if we could just be brave enough to share vulnerably uh, what's going on in me uh, instead of people taking it personally, but just yeah. to see it as a you know, teaching space uh, where I can learn more about my thing, myself and I can learn more about you and how can we, we avoid this triggering? How can we make big business instead of just, you know, bringing, bringing drama into the office, because um, people do it everywhere. So powerful. I I love that perspective. And it just shows how powerful we are when we change our perspective of like, this is happening for us to help us uncover something or feel something so we can release it and let it go. Now, I love all this stuff. And I, I have a huge feeling that you can help us work through this stuff because I'm like, this sounds like a lot for people I'm sure to like constantly be navigating like these inner child wounds that are coming up and having someone guide us through it, I'm sure it's so useful, which sounds like something you do. But before we get into that, you've been mentioning from 3D to 5D. Now I've heard that a lot, but I'm not like 100% sure on what that means. Is that like the new paradigm shift from like the old way of thinking to the new way of thinking? How can we help that? And what is that going to look like for us going from 3D to 5D? So if I should set a few, you know, uh, paragraphs on the 3D world, it would be, I have to see it to believe it. Mm. It would have to prioritize results before process. Um, so, so it's, you know, it, it's all the drama, all the trauma bound uh, people who are still living in this uh, 3D world, which would, I don't know if you should put a percentage on it, but I think in most organizations, uh, this is still the truth. It's, uh, we focus on performance and we, we focus on control and we have no trust and we have to see it to believe it. And, and we only believe in tangible things, right? Um, so, so this is 3D world. More and more people, like you said, are waking up <laughs> these years. Uh, they're waking up to, I, I usually say that there are three phases. So that this 3D phase is me pointing at you if I feel bad, right? Mm -hmm. That's your fault. It's not my fault. And I meet all, I meet all these idiots out there, right? 
so I'm I put myself in a victim position. Mm-hmm. This is this is victim creation in 3D. Then I wake up to 4D, which is me starting to realize that oops, I might, you know, three fingers are pointing towards me. I might bring something to this party as well. Uh, I have something with me in my story. Uh, the way I think about myself, the way I think about the world uh, is defining the way I experience it. So I got, I start getting more and more uh, conscious on what am I bringing to the table. But I am still not able to do differently. So I know better, but I cannot do better yet. And this is a very frustrating period of time because we we tend to have a very strict uh, inner dialogue on I I know better I should do better, but we what we need to understand is that this is a re-traumatization of the children wounding or epigenetic inheritance or wherever it came from. This is you know keeping me in 3D if I keep doing that. So that's why I'm saying that we have to be the loving parent of our inner children, right? So we have to be patient with the slowest part of us. And we have to understand that the slowest part of us is the part that has really you know, brought us to this here and now in, in one piece. We survived. So it, it's it's very, we have to understand and be grateful for that part as well, to integrate it, reintegrate it. Then at some point, we move ourselves into 5D where we understand in every cell of our body that I have to believe it to see it. I can have full trust in the process. Uh, It is the process that goes before the results. And I can create from my higher self in this position. Uh, my my soul level. Uh, I can I can do my soul work. I live out my life purpose uh, in here, and I am free from the trauma. I still, you know, I the trauma teaches us. This is like taking a PhD in something. I mean, I wouldn't do the work I do had I not had the experience that I had. So we we had to you know flip it and see the positive in in whatever brought us here. And in 5D, we can utilize whatever we have been taught without going into the victim or the persecutor or the savior, but just standing there in our inner truth and be 100% inner guided at all times, being the queen, the king or the queen of our kingdom or queendom, right? Uh, with all these subordinates, our small inner children, and use them because the the queen, she would, you know, if if she meets a a task and she says, oh, which part of me is is good at this, you know, and if you've been overly responsible on an emotional level or practical level, you know responsibility, right? So now you just have to Get rid of the uh, the times where you say more yes to others than yourself. But when you get that in place, you you can use that talent uh, to teach people something, or you know, be the first mover, or be create a ripple effect around whatever it is that you uh, took a PhD in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're free from the past, and you can create in the now. You're present in the now. And to answer the question, so how would it look like? I don't think we can fathom fully what it would look like, but we can certainly guess. So how would the world look like if everybody is in peace with themselves? Would there be war? No. Would there be arguments? No. Would there be drama? No. Would there be competition? No, because everybody would understand that we are not competitors. We are here with a unique contribution to the whole. So how would the world look like if we had created heaven on earth, which is a place that starts from within? If I am in peace with every part of me, I, you know, I don't have a need to argue at all, but I can hold space 
for people arguing with themselves. And I can be a mirror, a loving mirror in that process. Uh, so, so how would it look like if, if every relationship we had was conscious? If we knew what we both or all brought to the table and we could have an adult conversation on, so when you did that, I felt this. I know this stems from this experience or that epigenetic inheritance that I have on my mother's side and my father's side. I know I get triggered. So thank you for showing me that I still haven't healed at that level. I appreciate that. Would you be willing to, you know, mirror back something? You know, how would that be? Having relationships at all levels where we could do that where we don't go unconscious, but we remain conscious and we reflect back upon ourselves and we see, so what's going on within me? Mm. I can't fully fathom how world would look like at this level, but I'm pretty sure that it would be a world in which every one of us would thrive. Yes. Like you said, heaven on earth. Yeah, That sounds so... I can't imagine either. Like it's beyond my mind what that would be like. And it just makes me think of how many people I feel like are just holding on to that because they're like, well, what would we do if we didn't have conflict and war and drama? Like what would we do with ourselves? You know, all the amazing things probably beyond what we could even imagine. But it's so interesting how I love how you took us through each step And each one starts with like going within ourselves and loving. That's another thing I've been feeling recently. It's just like loving yourself through the hard stuff because it is, it's tough being human sometimes. And just like, that's the key to like, I guess, leveling up. Um, It's just loving yourself through it. So thank you for explaining that. That is fascinating. And I can't imagine a world like that. Hopefully, do you think that's the direction we're heading? Yes, definitely. I feel in my bones. I've done that for many, many years. So for, for me, I, I'm i very grounded in my energy. So I, I stand in that alignment 24-7. No matter what happens around me, I can still uh, be grounded. Um, so I think that's one of my purposes in this life is to become that anchor where people can lean into uh, the trust, the level of trust I have to the process. And and I can see, I mean, I see daily results, uh, evidence that points to that that is where we're going. And, you know, when shit hits the fan, it's really a good evidence that shit is coming up to the surface and and we have to see it to let go of it. So... Mm And, and and right now it's it's you know buckle up and buy popcorn because everything pops so quickly uh, in in these times uh, and I think this period from May to the rest of twenty three I think we will see so many things popping up and out the closets that we really have to focus on being in alignment with ourselves and focus on grounding. Because we cannot see anything out here that doesn't have, you know, a correspondence to something within us. Maybe at a much uh, smaller scale, uh, but we we have to own it. We have to own it because if we don't own it, we move ourselves out from the center of the drama circle and and become victims. And we Mm -hmm. are not victims. So we really have to focus on, so what is keeping my frequency high so that I don't become a victim of that fear-based management we see so many places, right? So move yourselves out of fear because if you go into fear, you you lose your full mental capacity and you lose your access to your inner guidance. Um, So that's uh, pivotal um, to do your best. I know we, we can't maybe do it 24-7, but to really just know that, okay, I have to go back to this. So when mm-hmm. I find myself out here, okay, go back, go back, mm. go out, walk your lawn with bare feet, uh, do breathing, uh, do meditation, play with kids, uh, play with your puppy, you know, everything that brings you into the now. Mm. Because when 
we're in fear, we are either in the past or the future. Uh, we are not in the now. I think so. you're reading my mind because you keep answering the things I'm going to ask you. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Like, how can we ground ourselves and raise our vibration? The yeah. simple things, ground, like literal grounding outside, doing things you love, breathing that we forget all the time. So, so, so powerful. I use now, the essential oils and the transformational crystals as well uh, mm. to fill that space of, you know, my holy space where nothing permeates into uh, this space. This space is mine. And I allow myself to just, you know, I don't care what other people think of me. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care of being the only one. I don't know what your stand is on, on COVID and so, but I didn't mind being the only one, not bearing the mask, not being tested, not being vaccinated. I didn't care. Because I had a very strong instinct on the very first day I heard about this. I said, mm. this is utter bullshit. Mm. This is full body no. Um, yes. and, and just to be true to your full body knows, mm. uh, wherever it might take you. It might not be my truth that resonates with you, but just to be true also when it gets hard, especially when it gets hard. But that's such a full circle moment right there, going back to the full body yeses and full body noes. I think that's so powerful. Honoring your own and then honoring other people's full body yeses and full body noes because they're different for each of us. And that I think that sounds like part of the 5D to me when we truly allow everyone to honor those yeses and noes for them for their own individual. So, so powerful. Now, two more things I want to touch on before we wrap it up. You mentioned like your purpose. And that is something I always feel like I come back to with guests because I think a lot of people listening, including myself, we're just always trying to find our purpose, which I know a lot of times we may or may not be, you know, it's like searching for something that may not be actually like something that we imagine it to be. So what mm -hmm. advice do you have to people trying to find their purpose? Do you think it's connected to like shifting from 3D to 5D or given you a, a phd in something so, mm -hmm. so i remember having a, a talk with uh, sandra biskind a transformational leader herself telling about my life story and when she heard about my three divorces she said oh so you're an expert at relationships yes i am you know so look at what did life teach you uh because it's teaching for yourself but also for you to to pass on to others but mm. when it comes to life purpose it's also where i use the the picture of a, a passion flower where one leaf is what do you love to do what are you good at where do people seek your advice there will also be money where there's an overlap be between these four areas that is your life purpose mm. but in order for you to be willing to step into that you have to let go of um, no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain is 3D. 5D is no gain with pain. Mm. So you have to move yourself through that transformation in order for you to create the inner allowance of that purpose to flow through you. So by and, pain, we mean like the things that come up and trigger us, right? Yeah, but also that it has to be hard. I have to work really hard. Mm. I have to, you know, struggle. It has to be really tough for me. I have to work long hours. I have to, whatever you tell yourself. Which is the 3D. In 5D, yeah. that's not the case. In 5D, that's not the case. In 5D, you will follow your inner full body yeses mm. and not do the no's. <laughs> and, and just, you know, you will see that things will open up for you, uh, a greater flow. The doors will open before you even thinking about stepping into that door. It <laughs> would be like having your, you being the co-driver and your higher self being the driver. So mm -hmm. you just sort of have to lean, lean into trust of, okay, so there's someone, there's a part of me that already know where I'm going. And, and the way I'm guided is if it feels light in my body, it's green light in the traffic, just go with it. 
if it feels contracted, it's it's either yellow or red light. It might be wrong direction, or it might be me thinking wrongly about the situation I'm in, mm-hmm. because I'm in some side some type of survival mechanism, or mm-hmm. I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, my needs are not, you know, important or whatever. So that is, it, it is easy. <laughs> it doesn't sound easy. <laughs> easy once you are, once you get there. I mean, you yeah. can enjoy life. You can enjoy life, but you have to let go of every story you might have with you that tells you that you cannot enjoy life so mm-hmm. it's like having a, a heater and, and you have the thermostat on two instead of five right so if your inner love uh, thermostat is on two <clears throat> once you move into three four or five you will go into self-destruction and and sabotage all the good stuff because it's not within the known field it's not it's over your standard <clears throat> so the work i do with people is adjusting that inner thermostat and to be aware of okay so where do i put up these inner thermostats and how can i break through them uh, and how can i envision uh, that uh, you know my my purpose i remember a man who's been in the corporate world and he's been stressed out so many many times um and when he was standing here in my room, he, I asked him questions and suddenly he, you know, he came into alignment with himself and his, his purpose just, you know, entered his system. And he, he had a full, yes, full body. Yes. To the extent where he was shaking for 30 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was, like he had to shake off whatever was, you know, of inner resistance to the notion of, okay, I can actually, I can do this. This can be my life. You know, this can be my life. Um, so I help people lock into their purpose and helping them to release the inner resistance in that to flow through you. Um, and that's a beautiful process of watching people. Um, and so healing on so many levels. One minute before we started, I saw that one of my clients had put up a, a Facebook post uh, in which she describes uh, her letting go of uh, the medicine she's taking for asthma. She's been very, you know, heavily um, sedated uh, with that medicine. Uh, and now she doesn't need any more because she started to listen to her inner guidance. Uh, and to be, you know, speaking her truth. So I, I often have clients who come with some sort of chronic dis-ease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they're not even, to begin with, that's not on the table. That's not why they're here, because they've been told so many times by the doctors that you have to live with this. And I usually, you know, can we just play a game where the next four hours, which a session with me takes, that it might, you know, let go of you. And, oh, okay. People are usually, you know, <laughs> eager or or at least positive to that notion. And so many times people heal themselves within one session uh, and, and the short period afterwards, just by using the techniques uh, and the guidance uh, that I give them. Truly incredible. Truly incredible. Such powerful work. And this is perfect lead in because I was going to ask you how people can work with you. But before we do, I have a lingering question because I ponder this all the time. Okay. Let's say you get a full body. No, or you experience tightness in a situation. You get that red light. How do you determine if it is something that is just a no for you or if it's mm-hmm. something you need to work on in your like perspective in your mind? Good question. If you are not fully sure, you take a small step in the same direction Mm. because what will happen is if if that is you getting out of your comfort zone and it's a fear-bound tension that you feel that the tension will release once your ego mind discovers okay i'm still alive you know Mm. i survived so it's like you there's been done studies with people jumping out the plane Mm -hmm. um 
just measuring the the physics uh, of that or how do I respond physically and and everything is just in stress before the jump everything then when people have jumped everything is quiet which is counter you know we we can probably agree upon that the the danger is real when you jump not when you're right <laughs> so but that's how our ego mind uh, reacts uh, in in any pattern release process it's like when when we get really when we get really close to releasing a pattern your your ego mind will send out uh, stress uh, you know adrenaline uh, cortisol and and all these nice juices uh, aimed for you to step back to not go further so um, i would go just a little step further in the direction that feels heavy if you you don't really know and then just experience so is it getting heavier or lighter mm. if it gets heavier it's a belief you have to look at if uh, it gets lighter it was just your ego mind trying to block your flow love 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 that advice thank you so much and i i've noticed that too and i feel stuck like just take any kind of action and then that helps guide me out of that stuck feeling so back to my previous question because i want to honor your time how can people work with you because all of these things sound incredibly powerful but i know it's so much i don't want to say easier but it's just nice to have someone along with you on this journey guiding you through so how can they work with you what are the different ways well, first and foremost, I'm not the sort of coach you you book for 20 times or more. <laughs> I'm. It's not that people cannot, you know, come to me more than once, but there should be a very big shift within the first time, uh, because I'm I'm impatient kind of type. <laughs> I need. I like quick changes. So you're the that obsidian I, rock or knife, right? <laughs> uh, so the people I attract are people in the in the middle phase in the 4D uh, that are is starting to be aware or maybe has done a lot of inner work maybe 20 years of inner work but hasn't had the breakthrough yet so my purpose is to guide people to become their own best coaches and therefore i insist on people watching uh, an online uh, speak one and a half hour or so where I explain in detail so what is it that is going on within you and and how can you in the future guide yourself through this mm -hmm. and then I have a a four hour usually a four hour session uh, where uh, we start off by listing everything that feels contracted everywhere in your life where there is no flow every physical pain um, stuff like that everything that doesn't feel right uh, and then I start the obsidian knife <laughs> process of, you know, doing the autopsy of, so if, if this is the result you get at your outer level, what is the subconscious belief system that lies beneath it? So that we map out all these belief systems. And then we move into the passion test process where we find out, so what is your purpose? Uh, and how can you rewire and brainwash yourself into alignment with this purpose that you just got into contact with. And then the very last phase is uh, doing trauma release, either by a trauma release uh, process or healing session. Uh, and it will be remote healing if it's uh, you know online, but that works as well. Um, so that's the package. And then you would receive a, a document from me where I describe the passions and 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 all the new belief system uh, written in a positive present sense, uh, describing in the here and now moment, how is it to experience this? And you have to use this document for a period of at least uh, 60 days to, to do the brainwash and the rewiring uh, so that you can become a vibrational match to your purpose, living it out to, to a full 10. Um, so, so people are very welcome to reach out for me, uh, at Suzanne dot, no, at SuzanneFranzen.dk. Uh, and also if, if you're up for just a 15 minute free call, call, uh, to just, you know, if you have questions as to whether I can 
help you, um, you're also welcome to do that. Um, and it would be a pleasure. I love this work. I love, 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 love this work. <laughs> and, and also, of course, if it's an organization, I would, uh, I would love to do uh, the work there as well. I have a lot of experience with, with that as well. I love that you work with organizations. I yeah. think that is such a powerful place to start. That is so cool. And of course, I will link all this in the show notes. So fascinating. Organizations this- are just a bunch of, you know, people, right? Yeah. So you have yeah. to do the work in organizations as well. Yeah, I feel like our our jobs, if you're in a situation like that, like a corporate setting can be such a beautiful opening if you let it, because a lot of times that's where your triggers come from. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was my experience. There, right? So that is, um, and my book uh, to, written with my former client, Eva, um, is coming out on Amazon uh, within four weeks or so. It's called See and the Magic Stone in English. Um my adult book is only in Danish, so um, not for you to read, <laughs> except Google Translate would get busy, I guess. Yeah, we could use some kind of modality. Well, I'm definitely going to grab the children's book because I'm very aware of how, what I'm doing and how I'm conditioning my sweet 10-month-olds. <laughs> that is something yeah. I think about all the time, so I'll be grabbing that. Now, my last two fun questions for you, and then I'll let you go. These can be quick ones. Um I love to ask people this because I'm just always fascinated. What is one like alignment activity for you? That's what I call them, but just like something you do for pure joy, pure fun, where you lose time and space and you just enjoy doing it so much. It would have to be an example from today, making love with my boyfriend. <clears throat> love. Yeah. And we started off by, you know, 10 minutes eye gazing. That's a good start. Uh, that's another portal I feel yeah. like <laughs> and, and it's just you know it it brings you back to the now and I think it's very hard to argue with people you've just I guessed with yeah I feel like that is a whole area for me to explore and there's so much there in society about you know love making and sex and all that that is something I have personally I think it's the Scorpio in me too. I don't know if that is part of it, but I just find, I feel like that is a portal of to be explored by so many people as well. And it can feel a lot of stuff can come up when you just even say the words. Right. But it's so, I I mean, and so did he. Uh, So, so it does bring stuff. When you receive unconditional love and, and tenderness, that is where those most vulnerable parts of you can just, you know, release themselves and just exhale, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But it it is the tantric lovemaking that would bring that up. It's not the 3D lovemaking. It's the 5D lovemaking uh, that will be a portal. Um, very result-oriented. And 5D would be more the process, you know, the... Mm-hmm circulation of energy and, and how it clears uh, every chakra when it just goes into motion and and how you don't even have to touch each other you know you can just lie close by each other but still get this energy in motion uh, which is quite remarkable but then again I'm an old lady I haven't already always been able to do that so <laughs> it, it's something to explore I think so fascinating. I feel like that is a whole nother topic, a whole nother podcast episode, but I am, I'm looking to dive into that topic because I find it fascinating. So thank you for sharing that. Last question. What's one piece of advice you have for anyone on this journey? If you can narrow it down to just one piece of advice. I usually say it's uh, the be like water, you know, mm. path of least resistance and most joy. That's how you keep on track. Um, And just to remind yourself again and again and again, okay, life is allowed to be easy. You know, it's okay for me to have ease and grace uh, in the processes. Um, If that could become integrated on a cellular level, 
the journey uh, will become the dance with the universe uh, instead of you fighting and, and going into resistance. Mm. Uh, I'm just receiving all of that in my body, whole body, <laughs> receptive mode. Such a beautiful weight in that. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for all of this. So you. many moments of magic there. So I, I just appreciate your energy so much. Thank you. Thank you for creating the space for, for this to unfold. I appreciate that. Suzanne, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your wisdom with all of us. I love hearing about your journey, how you got to where you are, and just all the wealth of wisdom you have now. So if you want to connect with Suzanne, I will link her website in the show notes. It's Suzanne Frenson. Dot DK. So that's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-F-R-A-N-D-S-E-N dot D-K. So you can connect with her there, see all the services that she offers, as well as her books. That children's book sounds super interesting to me, so I'll be checking that out. If you are new here, please subscribe. We have new episodes every week, usually on Mondays, but sometimes it just depends on what is going on in my reality. We have a lot of big shifts coming up, as you guys know. Please share any takeaways you have with me on Instagram. You can tag my account at Lindsay with an A M Tanner, or you can tag the podcast account Alignment Adventures Podcast. Please share this episode with anyone that you think needs to hear any part of this message. Please just like copy the link, send it to them in a text and be like, hey, you need to check this one out. You need to hear this message. And I'm so, so, so appreciative anytime you do that. And of course, I'm sending you all so much love, all the high vibes, and I will see you in the next episode of Alignment Adventures.